This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1219. The best advice for IELTS speaking part two. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Tradition and traditional are two very different words. Today we hear how these words tripped up a listener on IELTS Speaking Part 2. We'll share with you how you can avoid this mistake on test day and make sure you get the score you need. Aubrey, a good day to you. How are you? Good day to you. I am excellent. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm fantastic. Guys, I want to remind you that uh, we put all of these podcasts on our YouTube channel, IELTS Energy TV. Um, And my positive focus today, because here at Allers English, every time we talk to each other, we always start with a positive focus. And I love this as an idea for everyone out there. But my yes. positive focus is my earrings. You can see them on YouTube. They're um, so cool. My son found them for me and they're made from old photograph negatives. So if you don't know what that is, go to YouTube and you'll find out because you'll see it on my earrings. Um, Anyway, so very positive day today. Uh, (laughs) What are we talking about today, Aubrey? This is exciting, you guys. We got um, a really good question about something that happened to one of our listeners on their IELTS speaking exam that could definitely happen to you guys. We want to make sure that you're prepared and know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be very helpful. But first, we want to make sure that you guys are aware of our IELTS speaking challenge starting tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. So stay tuned, you guys, for the details, because we will be revealing the details tomorrow. I think it's perfect. We're talking about difficulty on IELTS speaking part two today, uh, because if you challenge yourself, right, to become fluent by speaking out loud every day, by doing more in English. If we can help you do that, guys, we want to. So we have designed a whole 30-day challenge for you guys, um, and we will tell you about that tomorrow. We just want to tell you, stay tuned. Don't miss tomorrow's episode. Um, Okay, Aubrey, can you read this listener's question, please? Aubrey and I are so delighted with this question. (laughs) It is an excellent question. I think it's going to be very helpful for everyone listening. So here's Mm -hmm. the question. I watch all your videos. Oh, thanks. And today was my IELTS speaking exam. I tried to do well, but unfortunately, in the two minute topic, so part two, I was off topic. The examiner asked me about my favorite traditional product And I told her about a traditional watch. I got confused because I did not know the meaning of tradition. Can you please tell Mm. me how can I guess and and how can I guess what my speaking band would be? Unfortunately, we get that question a lot. Like, what score am I going to get? Which is impossible to say without having heard your whole exam. But we can tell you how that mistake can affect your score. Exactly. So this mistake and... Yeah, but spoiler alert, I don't think it's a mistake, but 
this mistake. It's possible that it was just fine. Yeah. I, right. So, um, but we'll get into that. This is why we're so delighted today because this right. is like such a fun thing to talk about. But um, if you do make a, mist- a mistake like this, you misunderstand a word in the question. It could affect your fluency score, of course. Um, but what if like your vocab and your grammar are fantastic and you're only slightly off topic? then you could still get a really good score. Remember, guys, the four categories that you're graded on in speaking, fluency, grammar, vocab, pronunciation, they're all of equal importance. So if one is a little iffy, like you misunderstand a word and you go off topic a little bit, you could still get a pretty good score if the other three categories are, you know, well done. Yes, exactly. So that's why it's impossible for us to know what score you could have got you know, gotten based on one thing like this. But here's something interesting. When we're going to dive into the vocabulary here, tradition and traditional, Mm. this is a tricky word. Mm -hmm. Imagine if this student had talked about a Christmas tradition or, you know, maybe Christmas stockings or Christmas trees, thinking of those as traditional product. Yes, this is very off topic, right? That tradition in that sense is a very different meaning. But it's possible that this student, by talking about a traditional watch, was actually on topic. Yeah. So we definitely want to dive in that. We're going to share that for you guys. But first, we want to share some very important advice, which is what you should do if you hear a word in a question that you do not understand, you do not know what it means, and you think that you need to know what that word means in order to provide an on-topic answer. Mm -hmm have to ask the examiner what that you word means. Um, guys, and this is especially important in part two because there's no time to waste, okay? When the examiner gives you the topic card in the booklet and the examiner says the topic out loud, like I would like you to describe a traditional product, as soon as you get that card from the examiner and the examiner finishes telling you what to describe, the examiner starts the timer. You have one minute to take notes. That time does not stop for you to ask a question. Okay. So if you are, if you're looking at this for too long and you're thinking, should I ask? Should I not ask? I don't know what this means. And you're wasting the whole minute just wondering, then that's, you completely wasted the whole thing. Right. So you need to ask immediately. It's not going to hurt your score. It'll use up a little bit of that minute, but it's better for you to be on topic than off topic. Right. Yes. If you spend that whole minute, preparing what you think might possibly be the on-topic answer and then think, I'm just going to make sure and ask about this word. And then it turns out you misunderstood and you spent that time preparing an answer that's off topic. How devastating would that be? Ask first, ask right in the beginning. That would be so sad. I mean, I know it is because I've seen students do that and it just, it kind of takes them out of the whole thing for the rest of the test. Like not only are you unprepared for part two, um, so you probably... Do not fill that two minutes fluently or confidently, right? So that obviously brings down your score. But then you're just like deflated for part three as well because you're just like in your head about it and like, oh my God, I ruined my score. What am I going to do? It's so Um, hard to pull yourself out of that headspace, right? If you feel like you screwed up in a big way, that's a really hard thing to do to be like, Stop and feel confident now. <laughs> so we I know, need to avoid right? the mistake in the first place. Yeah, I wish we had control over our brains right? like that. Like, oh, <laughs> brain, nice. stop. You're nervous. Don't be nervous. Be confident. Go. Like, yeah. if any of you have the trick to do that, let us know. Um, but really, the only way to do that is to be as prepared as possible. 
Listen to us so we can tell you what to do. If you don't know a word, ask immediately. And that's not just for part two. That's for anything on the speaking test. And I think this is such a good note because I know a lot of students that assume asking what a word means, asking for a question to be repeated is for sure going to affect their score. So we're here to tell you, Jessica, with her 14 years of experience as an examiner, it does not. It doesn't. If you have to ask for every word to be defined, that's a different story. If you have one word, maybe two words you don't understand, absolutely ask. That's not pulling down your score. Exactly. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. And do not miss tomorrow's episode as well as the bonus we're posting for a very exciting announcement. Make sure to hit follow here on the podcast so that you don't miss it. So let's get into this because this is a weird topic, honestly. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm wondering if this listener remembered all the words correctly, but I know that IELTS comes out with some super weird questions. So yeah, it is possible that this was the part two topic. Describe your favorite traditional product. I'm, I'm assuming like it would be from your country. You know, that makes more sense to me. Describe mm. your favorite traditional product from your country. Um, so I think the student interpreted this as correct. Uh, it would be um, a, a product, an item, a good that is um, considered like retro, considered like old because there are more modern versions of this product. Like whatever this thing is, this object is, it existed in a form for a long time, but now we have updated it and we don't really use that anymore. Right. I have a good example where I use I still use a mortar and pestle. If You guys haven't heard of that. It's where you have something flat and then you have something that crushes in it and you can use it to crush herbs or garlic. And it has definitely been updated. We now have garlic presses. We have all these other things. But a traditional product that some people still use is the good old fashioned mortar and pestle. And I could imagine it was pestle. No, it's well, it's pronounced pestle, but there is a T in the word. I've always Ah. heard it pronounced mortar and pestle. With That's a silent awesome. T. But I wonder if both are accepted pronunciations. I've never heard pestle. But that is <laughs> some great bonus traditional object vocab for you guys. Right. Um, so long story short, guys, I think this person's guess was correct. I think mm-hmm. describing like an old watch, it would be like an analog watch, right? With like numbers on it and a clock face. That would be a traditional product because yes. we don't, use that as much anymore i mean again so if you're watching us on youtube you'll see um but i are you gonna show us a smart watch i have yeah i have a fitbit and it's just like this black band around my wrist tattoo oh my gosh i love it so much and my to-do list tattooed on my hand that's not (laughs) traditional um (laughs) i'm a fun mix between traditional and that but anyway guys so like um this like a smartwatch or a Fitbit, like these things are the modern equivalent of this old clock face traditional product thing he's talking about. So I think his interpretation was correct. Um, But as just like a last sort of piece of advice, Aubrey, I think this is the hardest part to type to get is describing an object. 
Do you have any uh, hints for our students, any strategies for how they yes. can prepare for that? Because that's definitely the hardest it one It is to hard. Get. You're right. To fill two minutes describing an object Oof. is not easy. I definitely recommend comparing and contrasting. You're going to totally. be able to use lots of great linking words. We recently covered a lot of linking words for comparing and contrasting. Go back and check it out if you missed that, right? Speaking of this, you know, um, having said that, we shared those. Yeah. And if you do, for example, the watch, compare smartwatches to this traditional watch that you mm -hmm. love. Or if you talk about a mortar and pestle, talk about the updated gadgets and why you prefer, prefer something more traditional. Or even if you don't, why, why nobody does, because this isn't, oh, it is my favorite traditional product. You would mm -hmm. want to share. Why? Why yeah. is this your favorite product? Why do you prefer it over other things? And you can definitely fill two minutes when you start comparing it to other things totally. and sharing why you like it better. Totally. Um, and my piece of advice, guys, is to um, choose a product that you actually have, that you Ooh, yeah. have owned or do own, because then you'll have some sort of story about it. Um, like in the beginning of the episode, I described, you know, my earrings, you know what I mean? And I could tell you the whole story of how I got them and the um, event that we were at in this place called Halloween Town and everything we did there, like go to a haunted house and I wore my new earrings the whole time. And I mean, there's always like, if you choose something personal in part two, you will always have more to say. There will be some sort of story that you can yes, dive into. As long into. as you describe it, you can then go into right. other details that are at all related. I love that your earrings are so perfect for this because like tr the slide in it, the negative is so traditional and old timey. Oh but so the true. earrings are actually so modern. I've never seen anything like them. They're so cool. It'd be like I the just, perfect thing to describe. I have on this to make like the home alone face <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> because, so um, oh my gosh, everything is coming together today. That's <laughs> so true because photo negatives, nobody takes photographs like that anymore <laughs> with negatives. Ah, OK, so anyway, guys. <laughs> Find this video on YouTube. There's a lot to see today. Um, <laughs> IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. And if this is your first episode, welcome. Remember to hit follow wherever you're listening. Amazon Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And remember, tomorrow, guys, we have a very special announcement of a brand new IELTS speaking challenge. So remember to listen tomorrow. All right. Awesome, Aubrey. I'll see you then. Yep. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.